what every woman needs to know to avoid hormonal havoc. This is featuring Melissa Dealey. In this enlightening interview, we chat with health consultant Melissa Dealey to delve into an issue affecting the countless women regarding hormonal imbalances. Dealey enlightens us on misunderstood topics like PMS, perimenopause, and menopause, emphasizing that these aren't normal, but signs of hormonal imbalances that can be managed. In our stressful, toxin-filled modern world, it's common for women to experience imbalances in their hormones. These imbalances can trigger thyroid issues, insulin problems, and even breast cancer in some cases. Join us as Dealey explains how you can conduct saliva lab tests at home to identify and correct your imbalances. Learn how to intricate the intricate connection, excuse me, between sex hormones, cortisol levels, which is stress, thyroid health, and insulin. Discover how to navigate through perimenopause and menopause with ease and grace. Most importantly, discover how to rebalance your hormones, hormones, eliminate your symptoms, and reclaim the life you love. This interview is a much watch for all women seeking to understand their bodies better and take control of their hormonal health. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. Well, welcome so much, Melissa, to come back on the show. You've been here a few times. Now, I read a short description of your biography, and in that, we talk a little bit about the complications that you had establishing a, a brick and mortar and licensing for your business. And it just, I wanted to touch on that just a little bit, because I think when we talk about all of the 
blockages that we face when we want to present something incredible to the world to support a message of health and well-being and there's barriers to it. Do you want to touch and shed some light on that real quick? Sure, I'm happy to and I'm excited to be here and thank you so much for having me back on the show today for this important conversation. And what happened was in my journey into health and wellness after losing my 24-year career, I was guiding my daughters through recovery from concussions. And I was learning as I was going, doing all of this research. And the great news is both daughters fully recovered from two very different concussions. And then I was invited to work at a holistic clinic that was opening in town. And I couldn't work there when I looked into everything because I didn't have any certification And therefore, the insurance companies wouldn't give me insurance. So that is actually was a blessing in disguise because that drove me back to school. And I went to school and became a health coach. And then from there, I realized how much I didn't know about my own body and my own health. And I've continued learning and become an integrative health practitioner and then continued on in NLP and timeline therapy and hypnotherapy. And I'm a true believer that there's just so much knowledge out there. We can't all know everything and there's always more to learn. And I am so passionate about learning about the wonder and miracle of our human body and everything that it does for us every single day. It does. It truly, truly does. And I think that that is such a beautiful thing when people become so passionate. And Melissa, I know very much I've been through a course of yours and got so much from it, but it's very apparent that you are that life learner and that you really show that in such a beautiful way with the way that you communicate, with the way that you educate to your audience. So you know, this topic, Melissa, is huge. It's actually been a request by many, many women, believe it or not. I'll go out and they're like, when are you going to do a a program and an interview educating us about hormones? I mean, we've we've got all these issues and we want to know more. We want to know tips and tricks. So this time together that we have is, is very, very vital for so many women out there. So I'm so pleased to jumpstart into that. Thank you for sharing a little bit about your background. I would love to know, Melissa, for the audience, what were some of the the first beginnings where you started wanting to dive deeper into hormonal imbalances? Our lives were never the same after we learned our 21-year-old daughter, Kristen, was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. It's a parent's worst nightmare. How much did we really know about domestic violence back then? Clearly not enough. Now we know plenty. We know domestic violence, or DV, can happen to anyone. One in three women suffer physical violence at the hands of intimate partners during their lifetimes. One in three. I'm Bill Mitchell, host of the When Dating Hurts podcast. And my interviews with DV counselors, law enforcement, and especially actual DV survivors give the pandemic of domestic violence the attention it deserves. The When Dating Hurts podcast. It's a series of lives being saved. Well, I've had my own hormonal journey over the course of my life and even before I was in health and wellness. And it's funny when I look back now, everything happens for us and it happened to me so that I could then be able to teach it to other people. 
And really one of my ahas in more recent years as I got into health and wellness was there isn't a place where we educate women about going through menopause specifically. You know, in elementary school, we're taught about puberty, but there's no place that teaches us about menopause. And so women are dependent upon asking their mothers and their sisters what they went through when it comes to menopause. And society has simply over time taught women that the symptoms that they're experiencing are normal Mm -hmm. and that we have to suffer through. And what I learned in my own journey is that that isn't true. Those symptoms are our body's way of telling us that we have a hormonal imbalance and that we should then get curious and go, what is going on? How do I rebalance my hormones, which I will be sharing with you today, and taking that action to do so, and then our symptoms go away. Our body always wants to be in balance. And every symptom we have is our body's way of talking to us and asking us to do something differently. And not just in regards to our hormones, but in regards to all aspects of our life. And as I said, society has taught us to ignore our symptoms or push through, Mm -hmm. suck it up, be tough, be strong, right? And accept them as opposed to getting curious. So my own journey is that When I was about 18 and I was at university, I started getting migraines at the onset of each monthly cycle. And they would just be a one-day migraine, and I tolerated it. I suffered through, not knowing that that was my body talking to me and asking me to do something differently. And I just thought that was my version of PMS. And PMS is something else that many teenagers accept as normal and talk about in the hallways at high school. I'm PMSing. And again, it's become so normal. But again, those symptoms of PMS are indicative of hormonal imbalances as well. And we can rebalance those to eliminate those symptoms. So I suffered through with my one one day a month migraine for many years. And then when I was in my mid-20s, I had actually moved in that time from Australia to Canada. And all of a sudden, the migraines started becoming more frequent. And in one week, I had a migraine every single day. And I was trying to work. And it's very hard to work when you have a migraine. Mm -hmm. And I went to the doctor to say, why are my migraines more frequent now? Because if I know why they're more frequent, I could do something about it. And I don't know what made me ask why, but that just seemed like an obvious thing. They're suddenly worse. There must be a reason. If I know the reason, I can fix it, right? And my doctor said it could be, you know, many different things. Here's a drug. It's a stronger one. Just take this. And I didn't want a stronger drug. I really wanted to know why. So I left the doctor's office and I started looking for a naturopathic doctor instead to see if I could you know, have a more natural solution to resolving this issue. And I was able to find someone in the next town and I went and saw her and she took my whole health history. And at the end of that, she said, why don't we run a lab test so we can see where your hormones are at? And I went, yes, that's what I would like to do. That's what I've been looking for. Not a drug that will just mask the symptoms. I want to know what's going on. And I didn't even know this was possible. So it was a saliva test, and we found out in that test that my progesterone levels were very low. 
And that is shows up in people, not everyone, but shows up in some people as migraines. And so I then used a herbal tincture for two weeks of my next cycle for, and then for two cycles actually, in order to help rebalance my progesterone levels and my migraines went largely went away. I wasn't even getting them once a month anymore. Wow. And so I was ecstatic. And yeah. I'd found the solution. I'd found the root cause of the problem. My progesterone was too low relative to my estrogen, so they weren't in balance. And my body was giving me a symptom to let me know that so I could resolve it. And I didn't really have many migraines at all for like the next, I don't know, 10 years or so. And then they came back. And they felt exactly mm. the same as they had before. And I know that our hormones are constantly changing throughout our life. Our hormones are impacted by our toxic load, by our stress levels, by lack of sleep. They're always changing. And so I went back to the naturopath and I said, I need more of that stuff. And it was absolutely <laughs> vile. And the good news is now is we can actually put these herbs into capsules so you don't have to taste the horrible tonic that I was drinking back then. Um, but I went back and asked for more and it resolved my issue again. And then about another 10 years later, my migraines came back and this time they changed. So I went back to the naturopathic doctor and I said, I have the migraines back again, but they're different. I think we need to run that lab test again. And we did. And this time I was in that perimenopausal stage and my estrogen was low, my progesterone was low, and my testosterone was low. And so that was great information to have. And that is very common for women that are just going into menopause. So again, I was able to then use natural herbs in order to help my body rebalance my hormones so that I could move through menopause with ease and grace. And that's what I was able to do. I'm through menopause and my hormones are balanced. I felt great the whole time. And when I hear women suffering and talking about their insomnia, their hot flashes, their night sweats, their vaginal dryness and discomfort. I just want them to know you don't have to suffer through, that mm. you can actually do something about this to alleviate the symptoms. Because that period of going through menopause can last eight to 10 years. Yeah. Most of it's in the perimenopausal stage. Menopause itself is 12 months without a cycle. That's menopause. And then we get into postmenopause. And we still have a cycle at this point, and we can still have symptoms for another five to six years. So that's the should be the best years of our life, right? When we're really thriving as women. And if we're suffering, that's no way to live. And mm -hmm. so I just want women to be able to understand that you don't have to accept these symptoms as a normal part of being a woman. They are not normal. They are your body talking to you and asking you to do something differently. You know, Melissa, so much of what I love about your story, and thank you so much for sharing, you really have brought us through uh, two decades worth of experimental learning and what's working, what's not working. And, and it sounds to me like you, you definitely started on the path of uh, naturopathy, uh, if I said that right. You did. <laughs> and so... Um, you know, you, you began that early on where, and it, it's fascinating to me that we can dive deep into blood work and really find out exactly where the imbalances are 
And also what I heard was really just listening to your body because the things that are coming up that are pain and discomfort are the things where our bodies are like, hey, we're trying to tell you something that something's yeah. not quite right here, that we're receiving something in, on and around our body that just isn't, you know, jiving. So how do we address that and how do we change that? And I love that the, the uh, blood work can really get you to understand what it is that that we need to make some changes in and how direct that is and how in some people in some cases certain levels show well that's a reflection of migraines or what have you so we're really diving deeper into that and i also loved hearing melissa about you know our youth and how it's not just about when we go into you know premenopause menopause states but also this is something consistent all across the board in every life stage of being a woman and yeah. you're right there is a lot of um voice in our youth where they're saying that they have issues and they have extraordinary painfully cramps and so I have a daughter that says that and, and, you know, thinking that she might have something else. And, you know, how do we get around addressing that and making the changes that we need to make in order to, to live pain-free? And so you really bring that to light here. Saliva testing oh. is actually <laughs> the best way to assess our sex hormones Thank because you. saliva testing gives us the usable hormone in the body. And if you go to your doctor, they will do blood testing, but that's not such a great test. And my doctor didn't even do that because migraines could be anything, right? However, my naturopathic doctor suspected based on my whole health history that it was hormonal. I suspected it was hormonal because I knew that they, those migraines had always been related to my cycle. So that's why we looked at the saliva testing to really get an understanding of that, the usable hormone in my body. Well, that's even better. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we want to know how much usable hormone do you have? And yeah. that, interestingly, that is the exact same lab, the one that I did all those years ago. That's the exact same lab that I offer to my clients now. The difference being back then I had to go to my doctor's office to do it. And now it's just done with an at-home test that gets mailed to your home and you do the saliva test yourself at home and then you ship it off to the lab and we get the results, which is super convenient. So convenient. It's so easy. I, I love that you did that. And thank you for, you know, it's funny, Melissa, because I get so caught up in the, the, the blood work and the lab work because that's been my journey um, and not in the naturopathy world, which I am now obviously diving more into, you know, and I love having you on the show because you, you definitely can help educate me and guide me and lead me along with everybody here listening into what that looks like and why it's different and just shedding a lot more light on the differences here. Absolutely. And you were also talking about the fact that this impacts women throughout all their stages of life. And it does. And another area that we didn't mention that I want people to hear too, is those women that are struggling with fertility issues, that if you're somebody that has had, you know, a couple of miscarriages, I know how hard that is. And what I would love to invite you to do is get your hormones checked because very often miscarriages can be triggered by progesterone levels being too low. And we need progesterone levels to be at optimal levels in order for that womb to nourish and hold that pregnancy 
And if it's too low, too low, that pregnancy doesn't last. And for anyone who's thinking about getting pregnant, I invite you to also run your hormones and see where they're at before you start trying to get pregnant so that you can avoid the pain of miscarriage and make sure that your hormones are well balanced before you get pregnant. And it's just really great information to have about your own body and you know, understanding where your hormone levels are at. So I just want to share that message with people as well. And I'd love to dive in to why our hormones get out of balance. In yeah, I wanted to know that too. I wanted to talk about, you know, that's when we go into the the toxins in on and around us, right? As and, part of it, yes. Yeah. And, and you talked a little bit about too, that it can lead to so many other things because our hormones are so out of balance, things that we definitely don't want to get yeah. to. Yes. And so our body is all interconnected, right? So we can't just look at just our hormones or just our gut health, etc. Everything is interconnected. And there's a few factors that really um, impact our hormones, even in our teenagers in today's world. So toxicity is one of them. Since World War II, we've had 144,000 man-made chemicals introduced into our world. That is a lot in just 80 years, and our bodies don't adapt in such a short amount of time. And so our liver is completely overwhelmed in trying to do its job to keep our body clean and pure. Our liver is charged with cleaning, cleansing our blood every six minutes, all the blood in our body every six minutes. And it's also charged with trying to get the toxins out of our body along with our kidneys. And we have phase one and phase two of, of detoxification that our bodies should go through. And we also require very specific nutrients for those phases to happen. So aside from the liver being really overwhelmed from you know, everybody knows alcohol is a problem, but smoking, pharmaceutical drugs, over-the-counter medicines, coffee and energy drinks, poor nutrition, it's high stress. All of these things are overwhelming our liver. And it's undernourished because since the agricultural revolution, we've been in a state of take, take, take from the land. And with the intent of, you know, feeding more people and growing the profits of the food industry and making more food, that we're not allowing the land time to settle and regenerate the nutrients in the soil. So if the nutrients aren't in the soil, they don't grow into the food we eat. If they don't grow into the food we eat, we don't get them in our body. Mm. And where we're, we are at a place now where we are not getting the nutrients needed for phase two of detoxification, which means our liver has a hard time getting the toxins out of our body. The, the toxins aren't being converted to being water soluble, so we can excrete them through our urine, our bowels, our breath, and our sweat. So it's so like this sense of stagnation that's yes. just sitting there and staying there and yes. evolving like, something not so great. <laughs> exactly. I actually liken our bodies to being like a trash can, right? And that we've all seen overflowing trash cans in a city park. And over the last 80 years and the exposure to all of these toxins, our body's trash cans are becoming more and more full and sometimes overflowing. And the liver doesn't want the toxins in our bloodstream because its number one job is to keep our bloodstream clean. 
So what it does is it stores the toxins in our fat closets to try and protect our bloodstream. However, oh, this is starting to make a lot of sense, Melissa. However, our, where are our fat closets? Well, one of them is our brain. Our brain is largely made up of fat and water. Mm. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want toxins running around in my brain. And look at all of the Alzheimer's and dementia and Parkinson's and other neurological diseases that we have in the world today that we didn't have 100 years ago before we had all these toxins. Another place we store, the liver will store our toxins is in our breast tissue in women because that's fatty tissue. And look at all of the breast cancer. And then it will store it anywhere else in our body where we have excess weight. And so when people go on diets and lose a lot of weight quickly, they can actually end up dumping those toxins back into their bloodstream. And it's actually quite a problem in terms of their health in losing weight quickly. And so that's something else that I work with people on is before we even start losing weight, we do a detox. And that's really what every single person on the planet needs to do because yeah. we need to support our body with natural herbs and supplements in order to help that phase two detox happen and get the toxins out. Now, yeah, people yeah. might be going, why are you talking about all these toxins? How does that impact our hormones? Has well, everything to do with it. And yeah, how is it connected? Well, our liver is also charged with excreting excess estrogen. And if it's bogged down and it mm. can't do its job properly, it can't excrete the excess estrogen which will then put us out of balance with our estrogen and our progesterone levels. You see, there's something else called xenoestrogens as well. And xenoestrogens are toxic estrogens that mimic estrogen in our body that we get through our environment, through our personal care products. And the liver should be able to excrete them. If we have too much body fat on our body, the body will naturally produce more estrogen. And this is true of men and women. In fact, if you've seen overweight men, you might have noticed they've started to develop man boobs. And that's because they have too much estrogen in their body relative mm -hmm. to the amount of testosterone. So we have all these ways that we gather excess estrogen and the liver should be excreting it to keep our hormones in balance. But when the liver isn't working, it can't get rid of the excess estrogen. And now our estrogen levels are too high relative to our progesterone levels, which was what happened in my case. And for me, it showed up as migraines. Yeah. Now, high cortisol levels can also cause that to happen. And I'll just explain why and how. So when we are in a state of high stress and we have a lot of cortisol in our body, our brain believes we are in danger and we need to run away from a lion or tiger because it's our ancient brain, our oldest brain at the top of our brainstem that is focused on keeping us safe. And it knows that if our body is producing that much cortisol, we are in danger and it will continue to produce cortisol and epinephrine in order to help us get to safety and run away from that lion or tiger. And that requires a lot of energy. So it will shut down other systems in the moment that we don't need in order for us to have the energy to flee. 
it will shut down our digestive system because we don't need to stop and eat anything when we're trying to get to safety from a lion or a tiger. It will shut down our immune system because our immune system uses a lot of energy. And it will also shut down our whole procreation system because we're not going to stop and make a baby when we're trying to run away from a lion or a tiger. What is supposed to happen is once we get to safety, our body calms, we get out of that stress state, we move into our rest and digest state, and we recover. However, in our modern world today, we are going from stress to stress to stress to stress to stress, and we are just stacking mm. all of these stresses on top of one another. Mm. Just as an example, you might get up in the morning and, you know, maybe the power was out and your alarm didn't go off and now you're running late and you're trying to push the kids to hurry up and get going and they're resisting because they're still sleepy and they're cranky and you're arguing with the kids and now there's a tantrum from one of them. You're having a spat with your husband and then you get in the car, you're already late and you notice that you're, you don't have enough gas to even drive the kids to school because you forgot to fill up last night. So now you got to go to the gas station. It makes you even later. You drop the kids at school and then you got to get to work and you've got a presentation today and your boss calls and it wants to change the presentation. Okay. You're giving me anxiety. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you could, that's somebody's normal start day. day. Yeah. Right? Well, I'd, I'd love to add to that. I have another example, if I may. Sure. Uh, something that, you know, many women who go into like really high demanding or let's say even in like, like war, right? So pe women who enter the military will find that their, their period in fact ceases. Also, this happens with people who um, like are malnutritioned, like they are going through something like the Holocaust is a really, you know, intense example of that. But you're right, exactly. I just wanted to shed another aspect of life because when we are put into these really stressful situations and we're, we're putting ourselves or conditioning ourselves to relive that over and over and over, it changes us on a physiological level, just like Absolutely. you described. Absolutely. And what happens when we're in that state for a long time in that chronic stress state, which many people in the world today are, even our teenagers in high school, high school is stressful to our kids today, right? what happens is the body stops producing progesterone because it needs to produce more cortisol. It's called the cortisol steel. And so we have estrogen still being produced. We still have xenoestrogens coming in and we have more cortisol running through our body and we don't have enough progesterone. And again, they get out of balance and our progesterone is too low and our estrogen is too high. And then we get symptoms and our body is telling us you're out of balance. You need to address this. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that it's just incredible that we're shedding so much light on this and it makes so much sense. It all comes together when we talk about how our bodies are really harboring all of these things because we're not filtering them because of things that we're, we're consuming where the body's not naturally doing what it's supposed to. And it brings me back to, you said early on in the beginning that our bodies are not designed to be in this constant pain or to be suffering from things like, uh, you know, postmenopause or what have you, premenopause, all of the things were not designed to have to suffer in any of that. And so because of that, we 
we can learn some other things. Now, Melissa, what are some tips and tricks for people that you would give them right off the bat, something that they can start doing today to start realigning and navigating at least just for a basic start? So there's a, a few things that we can do. First of all, because our toxic load is very often a factor here, especially if you've never done any kind of functional medicine detox or even a cleanse before, that we need to start detoxing the body. And one way we can start doing that is simply hydrating more and helping our body flush those toxins through because we are hydrating the right amount. And most people don't. And the right amount of hydration is 50% of your body weight. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you want to take that in half, 50% is 75 pounds. You want to drink 75 ounces of water every day. But when we do a detox, we actually increase that to two thirds of our body weight. So that same 150 pound person would now be, uh, two thirds would be 100 pounds. So you need to drink 100 ounces. Most people are probably not even drinking their 50%. However, if you start to increase towards that, that is going to allow more of these toxins to flush out of your body. You also want to start doing things like choosing organic food versus non-organic. Or if you feel like you can't afford that, look at the dirty dozen and the clean 15 and buy the clean 15 is non-organic, but the dirty dozen you must buy is organic because those foods are just laden in glyphosate and other pesticides, etc. There's also foods that are healthy foods that can be high in estrogen or high in progesterone. And when I work with people, I work with looking at the diet as well as looking at the lab testing in order to help rebalance the body. And as an example, I had I ended up having migraines again in the middle of that story that I told before due to food. And what happened was I was visiting my sister who was living in Japan at the time and we went to Starbucks and I ordered a chai tea latte and she said, you know, you really shouldn't be having dairy because it's so high in hormones because of all the hormones that are fed to the cattle to fatten them up more quickly, et cetera, et cetera. And so I decided, you know what, you're right. I'm going to switch to the soy milk, which was the option in Japan. And so I was there for a week and we were on holiday. And over the course of that week, we probably went to Starbucks three times and I had soy chai tea lattes. The following week, I was in Calgary at a conference and I started getting migraines. And I'm like, why am I getting migraines? Is it because I'm just tired from this travel or is it because of the different elevation, the dryness of the air? I really wasn't sure. And at the end of that week, I was back in Whistler and I was at a girl guide sleepover. You call them Girl Scouts in the States. And thankfully didn't have a migraine that day, but I was telling the other guiders about my migraines and what I've been going through. And one of them said, you know that soy is really high in estrogen, right? And I had no idea. This is back when I was in the corporate world. Yeah. And that was my aha. Oh my goodness. I've been drinking soy milk for the last two weeks. And so is that enough? Just one cup a day. Is that enough to push my estrogen level up so that my body progesterone level is low relative to the estrogen level and it's brought back these migraines. And I thought, wow, that's probably what's happened. So I emailed my naturopath and said, 
this is what's happened. Could one cup, you know, every few days of soy be enough to do this to me? And she wrote back and said, stop drinking it, see what happens, which was kind of like a duh, could have thought of that myself, right? And sure enough, the migraines went away. So for I me, think, I'm sensitive so to soy. Yeah, I, I think, Melissa, that so many people, so many people are experiencing that because they they do want to find some alternative, you know, thing to utilize when we learn that dairy isn't exactly the best thing for us. And I think that that's spreading a lot faster now through word of mouth that we're learning that certain things that we thought were great for us, that we were raised with, that we were conditioned to believe are not so. And so I love that you explained this in story. And I think it's so, so powerful because I do believe that many people are experiencing that. So, you know, a lot of things that are popular now too, it's the, the coconut, the almond milk. So would, do you have any ideas and wisdom around that? Is there too much of those things as well? So, well, when it comes to dairy, there's definitely too much for every single person because it is highly inflammatory and most of the world is actually intolerant to dairy, whether they realize it or not. But it's the number two food sensitivity that we see in our lab testing. The first one being uh, gluten and then dairy and then eggs. So we run those labs so people can know because every time we eat foods that we're intolerant to, we may not have symptoms for 24 to 48 to 72 hours. And we don't remember what we ate two and three days ago. However, we don't feel great and we don't really know why and we don't necessarily associate it to the food and we just keep eating it because we've eaten it our whole life. But meanwhile, every time we eat it, that's triggering inflammation in our body, which is another form of imbalance, right? We, the body needs some inflammation to heal wounds, but it doesn't need to be in a chronic state of inflammation. And then further to that, we also want to be looking at you know, how do we resolve all of this? How do we look after our, the, our health in the best possible way? Well, in it's my mission to really heal the world of chronic illness. And there's two main causes of all chronic illnesses, and that's a high toxic load and nutrient deficiency. Mm. And when we address both of those, we're also helping resolve the overall health of our body, because when we heal the body, it doesn't just heal one area, it heals all areas. And that's the beautiful thing about the body. So the starting point for addressing hormones is really to look at our toxic load. And I do have a toxic load quiz that people can take. And it just brings awareness to you as to symptoms you might have been experiencing and not really having in full awareness or because you've been trained to ignore them and to push through. And realizing these symptoms are because my toxic load is too high, my body is struggling, and let's bring that toxic load down, get those toxins out. It's a complete reset for the body. It reduces inflammation. It improves mental clarity and reduces brain fog. It improves sleep. That's the detoxification time at night. And if the body doesn't have to struggle so much, you get a deeper sleep. Because we're reducing inflammation, it's reducing pain in our joints and in our muscles. And it's allowing the liver to be able to do its job properly, which means it can excrete the excess estrogen. So when I work with people, sometimes that detox is all it takes to reset their body and eliminate their hormonal imbalance symptoms. Mm. For some people, 
it takes more than that. And back when I was doing all of this, a detox wasn't offered to me and that wasn't part of the process. However, because I now see the value and I've taken hundreds of people through this detox, I do it myself all the time, like four times a year because the toxins are always coming in. So we have to keep getting them out, right? Mm. And I see the impact it has on women that are struggling with symptoms. And as I said, for many women, that's enough. That eliminates their symptoms. And if the symptoms start to come back again, well, they just know, oh, it's time to do another detox, right? Now for others, it's still not quite enough because their hormonal imbalance is larger than just a detox can deal with. That's when we run the lab tests. Because when we run the lab tests, then we know exactly what we're dealing with. And we can't guess because unfortunately, the symptoms of you know, low estrogen can be similar to those of low progesterone or vice versa. So we don't want to guess because if, I, if you tell me your symptoms and I go, oh, well, that could be low progesterone, let's do this, it might actually make things worse. And I don't want to make things worse for anybody. I'd rather run the lab, see exactly where those hormones are at. And look at the big picture so that we can then guide you through in grace and ease. And when I say look at the big picture, the one lab test will show me all four quarter, all four sex hormone levels, all four cortisol levels throughout the day, plus all four thyroid markers and your insulin markers and your vitamin D level. And it's all interrelated, as you said earlier, introducing the show. High cortisol can cause that progesterone steal. That can put our sex hormones out of balance. That's one way, aside from toxins being another way. There's you know, multiple ways that our hormones can get out of balance, but it will show that on the lab. If we have too much estrogen relative to the progesterone, we call that an estrogen-dominant state. That will then cause the thyroid to slow. That slows our metabolism. Hello, weight gain. It can also put us on the path of insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes, even if we're not overweight. And as you said, it can be a cause of breast cancer. And so having this information is really helpful. I'm not a doctor. I don't diagnose. I don't cure. I'm literally looking for the imbalances in the body, the toxicities in the body, the nutrient deficiencies in the body. And based on that information, we can support the body in coming back into balance at which point it will heal itself. It just can't heal itself in a deficient, stressed out state. So we have to eliminate the stress, work to calm the body and support the deficiencies. And then the body will have the energy to be able to heal itself. And that's the beautiful thing is it's designed to heal itself. I love that. You're right. It is designed to heal itself and you can bring it back to that place where it is doing just that. You bring in so much information to us and I just greatly, greatly appreciate. I, I can't even keep up with all of the things that you say and I really allow you to have the stage so much because you have so much insight and wisdom around these things. You really educate us to know what we need to do, steps that we need to take. And I can't wait for people to come to you to get some of that done, but to find out exactly what are the things that are making the triggers happen and to get back into alignment so their bodies can heal themselves. So I want to make sure that people know where to find you, but 
I also want to shed and go back, um, shed some more light and go back a little bit on how you did give us these beautiful tips and tricks that simple things that we can do right now, starting today. But what I love most about that is you said, you know, your body takes up to 72 hours to really, you know, go through some of the things. So allow yourself some time to, as you're making some changes within your diet, to, to give yourself that amount of time to see something reflecting from those changes. And I also love that you said some of the top markers that are coming through for you are dairy, uh, gluten, I think you, in order, gluten, dairy, and then eggs, right? Yes. And so I think that those are really, really key things and very powerful things for us to know and be aware of to maybe start eliminating those first. Yes. And people can keep a food journal and, you know, really track what you're eating and then write down what you're eating. And then an hour later, have a timer in your phone and notice how you're feeling. Your digestive system is feeling. Is it feeling bogged down or is it feeling light and feeling good? And then notice how you are feeling in terms of your mental clarity, in terms of your emotions, etc. Because that is a great way that you can start to notice if food is having any impact on you know how you show up each and every day. And something else that I invite people to start looking at is their sleep. Most people are not sleeping enough. And sleep is absolutely critically important in your health. And humans need seven to nine hours of sleep every night. If you're feeling sick and you're coming down with something, it's gonna be closer to nine hours. If you're feeling good and you've got good energy, it's gonna be closer to seven hours. But many people are trying to survive on less than that. And what happens when we're not getting enough sleep is we are less resilient to the stresses that get thrown at us each and every day. It starts to break down the health of the balance in our gut as well. And part of why we might not be getting enough sleep is because of actions we're taking at the end of our day that are impacting our melatonin levels. And our melatonin hormone is an inverse hormone to our cortisol hormone that we've been talking about for much of the show. And when we're going to bed, we need our melatonin levels to be at the highest and our cortisol levels to be at the lowest. And most people are not getting to that place for a multitude, a multitude of reasons. Their stress levels are too high. They're not taking enough time in their day to be able to calm their body, to have some kind of mindfulness practice, to get out for a walk, to just gaze at the sun and let the sun shine, you know, through our closed eyes, that will calm our nervous system to do some breath work, etc. And so that cortisol level remains elevated. And the more elevated it is, the more it will drive our hormones out of balance. But when, when it comes to sleep, melatonin is what we want elevated and we want cortisol to be low. And the, that naturally happens in all human beings between 10 and 11 p.m. at night. Doesn't matter if you tell me you're a night owl or not. We are natural beings that work off sunrise and sunset. Mm -hmm. And between 10 and 11 at night is when our cortisol is at its lowest and our melatonin is at its highest. And so if people are staying up later than that, they're missing that opportunity to get into a deep restorative sleep. And they might be saying, well, I, you know, I got a second wind. Their second wind is because their cortisol is already starting to rise again, which means their melatonin is starting to go down and you're not going to get into 
as deep a restorative sleep. And we have something in our world that really negatively impacts our melatonin levels. And that's all of our screens because they emit blue light. And for every hour we are on a screen with blue light being admitted into our eyes, once we get off that screen, the body stops producing melatonin still for another 30 minutes for every hour. So if you're on a screen for three hours, when you get off that screen, if you just then go to bed, your body isn't producing melatonin for another 90 minutes. It doesn't know that it needs to because blue light is the light we get in our eyes at high noon. So the brain thinks it's high noon. And back in our hunter-gather days, the body would know when to produce melatonin simply by the light outside. When it was dusk, the brain would be like, it's dusk. The light's changing. It's time to start producing melatonin because they'll be going to bed soon. But since the advent of electricity, the brain doesn't have that signal. And because our screens are all emitting blue light, it's even worse. So what people need to do is make sure they have night shift turned on on their phones, on their iPads and tablets. You wear blue lock, blue blocking glasses when they're watching television. And there's a free download called wow. Just Get Flux that you can download for your computer and it will convert it all to yellow light. And then that yellow light is protecting your eyes from the blue light so that your body isn't stopped from being able to make melatonin. So again, poor sleep can impact our hormones because we're all interconnected because it's impacting our stress level. It's impacting the cortisol levels and that can be impacting our estrogen and progesterone levels and testosterone in men. I love that you brought up sleep because I agree with you. I have so many people on the show that really give testimony to that and, and emphasize that sleep is so, so important. And it's one of the things that has this major impact on how we we show up in the world and how we perform. And I must not have gotten enough sleep last night because my uh, cognitive show up today is definitely not as high as I would like it to be. And, you know, so it definitely has this huge, huge impact. So thank you so much. And you, again, Melissa, have so much to share, so much insight. Doesn't she, everyone? I mean, come on. You know, I just love all of the things, all of the detailed expression that you give and shed light to. And really, even just as far as the lighting. Now, remind us, what was that uh, website or the download that you can uh, put on your screen in order to bring in that the yellow tones? It's called Just Get Flux, F-L-U-X dot okay. com. And, you know, April, I love sharing this information because honestly, when I was learning it, it was all new to me. I was like, wow, how am I in my 40s and I don't know this about my own body, right? Yeah. And I realized, well, that's because, you know, I'd gone to school and gone to university and started my career and then started a family and I was busy being a wife and a mom and building my career and I never had time to learn it. And as I said mm -hmm. at the very beginning, there isn't a place to teach women this information either where I could, you know, show up at school to learn about this, right? It wasn't until I was driven to go back and become a health coach and an integrative health practitioner that I started learning all of this and I realized it's so simple. We just don't know what we don't know, and therefore we have habits that are negatively impacting our health. And if I can educate 
women about this, they can choose to make small, steady changes in their lifestyle in order to be able to optimize their health and rebalance their body. And that's what it is, is I'm looking at all of the lifestyle factors. And some people might have listened to all of this information today and go, oh my God, that's too much information. I can't absorb it all at once. It's overwhelming. And I understand that too. And so the great thing is you can go back and listen as many times as you like. But <laughs> also, that's why I guide people on their health journey so that we do one step at a time. And you can just relax into the process knowing that I'm holding your hand, I'm showing you how to do this so that you can keep on with what you're really good at in your life while making these simple changes and knowing the steps to take next. And when you're guided like that, when you can relax into the process, that's when our body can heal. That's when we can come back into balance. When we're in a stressed out state trying to figure it out on our own, the body can't heal. Yeah. Absolutely. So again, want to make sure that people know where to find you. I do have it on the screen for those of you watching. And always, as always, for those of you who are tuning in uh, and listening in, the information is always in the description. So all of our guests have their information, their contact information to learn and find out more in the description below. But www.yourguidedhealthjourney.com is Melissa's website. And I'll say that again www.yourguidedhealthjourney.com. So yes, that's my website and people can go right on the homepage. It says uh, get started and that's the link to my discover your toxic load quiz. And then under training, you can also find my health kickstart and detox course. The next one will be in January, 2024, because nobody wants to detox over Thanksgiving and Christmas. I get that. <laughs> but come the new year, people want to you know, start taking care of their health. And so that's a guided program where I provide you everything you need. And if anybody wants to book a call with me to discuss that further, once you've done the Discover Your Toxic Load quiz, you get an invitation to do that. So take advantage of it. And I'm happy to chat with you about where you're at, where you want to be, and how we get you there. I love that. That is perfect timing too. So definitely invite people to take advantage of that perfect timing and come January, get the best kickstart for yourself and for your body. It, it truly does, you know, give us this powerhouse of showing up in, in every great way, mind, body, soul, all of it really is integrated. And so Melissa, again, it has been such an immense pleasure to have you on the Wellness Driven Life Show again. I, I truly enjoy having your expertise. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience today? I would just love to share that your health is a lifelong journey. And when you focus on it, and the sooner you take action when your body talks to you, the easier it is to bring it back into balance. So don't wait until your body's yelling at you Get curious when you notice symptoms and seek out the support so that that bringing it back into balance is easy and doesn't take long at all. Oh, that's beautiful. Again, thank you, Melissa. Truly, truly an honor. And I want to thank everybody who's tuning in. Without your support, the show wouldn't be possible. So thank you very much to this gorgeous audience that we have here today and to you, Melissa, our incredible guest with all of the knowledge. So... Stay tuned, everybody. Thank you so and much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes.
Thank you. Until next time, we will see you all later.